the game on the line, you can't fold and you can't bend. Y'all uh, be playing it safe and I be going for the win. Remember back when they was doubting on the kid. Uh, now they tuned in cause my game too legit. Hey, what's going on you guys? Welcome back to Forgiven AF Podcast. This is a second chance podcast. Um, this can be a little bit different setup than normal. It's just going to be me by myself, so I don't have anyone exciting or interesting to, uh, to discuss life with. But uh, remember, the point of this podcast is a, it's basically marketing for our mentorship program, okay? So I always got to remember to get back to the, to the heart of the reason that we do this, and it's the mentorship. So I kind of wanted to explain to you guys and let you know what, what we've had for our most recent events and what we have going on and the vision of where we're heading because my passion is for these boys in this program and this mentorship program. Like that's, that's why I do this. It's to find push awareness for these at risk youth because I don't want them to go down the same direction that I went. Okay. So the last, last meeting we had, which was last weekend, we did something new and I'm excited to tell you about it. We had a financial literacy course. Okay. So I was at a party and I met this guy named Paul Facina Jr. Uh, he had just moved here from Maryland and we were just like exchange, looking at pictures and stuff, kind of explaining what we do. And he showed me a picture, right? And in the back, it was him. And in the background of the picture was like 50 to 100 just young black gentlemen. And I knew right away, I was like, whatever that is, I need to know what you're doing because you're definitely on the right track for what I believe in. And I'm like, I want to know all about whatever you're doing. And he explained to me that he's been... Uh, he teaches a financial literacy course called Go and Get It. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I literally felt God put him right in my footsteps, like, right in the way of what we have going on to kind of, like, so I started asking him if he would be involved, if he would uh, come to speak to our boys. And after a couple of weeks of conversation with Paul, he actually was willing to join our board as one of our board of directors. So, Paul, if you're listening to this, dude, I'm super freaking appreciative of you being um, on our board. I'm super appreciative of the knowledge that you bring to this program. And I'm going to actually bring Paul on to the show here in a couple weeks. And his story and his background is, it's awesome. Like the way that this man, the stuff that he's overcome and to still have the heart that he has, man, it's really freaking awesome. So I'm excited to bring him on for you guys to, uh, to meet him and to kind of hear his story and his heart for, you know, working with at-risk youth. He really believes that uh, a lot of the gap in the gap between like nationalities and cultures and society is a financial thing. And if you really dig down deep and kind of get to the, it, it is, it really makes sense. There's just different things that some of us grew up privileged to, to learn that some kids just don't have that same knowledge and his heart and passion is for bridging that. And I think that is freaking awesome. So I'm super excited for y'all to meet Paul. Anyway, so he did a, he did a course for our boys. It was called go and get it. We had 13 boys show up. Uh, we had four mentors show up, um, guys that have, that's like the most that we've had as far as like guys who've gotten out of prison and are now doing awesome and wanted to pour into these boys. So they kind of gave their testimony to the boys and it, that was really cool. Then uh, after the, so after we got done the financial course, we got in, we split up into the trucks to go, to go do a community service. And one of the kids that got in the back of the truck with me goes, Mr. Sean, man, I'm ready to go get it. And just hearing him, it gave me chills throughout my whole body because it was like, he, he was like, and then literally um, the next day after that, he called me and he said, Mr. Sean, I went and applied at QT. I put all you guys down as my references. So I need to, I'll follow up on that and let you know what goes on with that. Um, but also just a quick plug. If you live in the Mansfield Arlington area and you have any sort of like business or work that, that, you know, some of our 16 to 20 year old boys would be able to help with, 
these kids are good kids. Like, yes, they've gotten in trouble. Yes, they've struggled with either drugs or fighting or something. But these kids are good kids. And when it comes to someone giving them a chance, that's really what they need. So just a quick plug there. But then we went to um, community service, which we adopted a highway that's on. It's called Lillian Highway. It's over near Tarver Rendon Elementary School in Mansfield, almost to the Burleson borderline. And we uh, we just we have a two mile stretch, so we just split up and we went and just we just pick up trash. And I, it's very humbling. Um, you know, we wear the vest. People driving by probably think that we're like DUI offenders or something, but it's it's something that it's important that we really believe in the value of community service for these boys, like giving back. Because when you start giving back to other people, and not everything becomes about you yourself, what you need, what you want, it really opens the door to like what life is really about. And you get so much more out of giving back than you do taking. And I was on the other side of the coin for a long time. What could I get out of everybody? What could I get out of every situation? So it was really cool to like see these kids start to give back and have fun with it and like see the actual uh, benefits of it was really awesome. So after lunch, I mean, after community service, we went to lunch and we went to a place called Myrtle's Burgers, which is on 1187 here in Mansfield. I think it's the best burgers in DFW. Shout out to Myrtle's Burgers. Hard to say, Myrtle's Burgers. And they also gave us a $150 gift card, uh, which covered most of the meal. So that was really freaking cool um, to for the help. So thank you, Myrtle's. And then um, another cool thing is, so I think I've told you guys before, every four months, if the boys are doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is two hours a month of community service, a sit-down meeting, a goal-setting meeting with their mentor where they do short-term, long-term goals, they have good attendance, and they're passing their classes. We have a little leniency on the classes. As long as they show us that they're working hard towards it, You know, we're not going to make them miss out on the incentives because some of these kids work as hard as they can for Ds and Cs. So you know, we don't hold that against them. As long as they show us they're putting in the effort, then they receive their incentive. So what we do is we buy them a pair of retro Jordans every four months. So in December, in April, and in August, we buy them a pair of retro Jordans. We take them to a shoe store around here. A guy, DFW Shoe Plug, has been our connection so far. Um, And then we'll let them pick out the shoes that they want, and we go ahead and buy them the shoes. And another really cool thing happened. I had a good friend from church, a really cool guy named Emerson. Shout out to Emerson and Elion Fire and Safety. That's his company. And he said, you know, he was like, man, your podcast really resonates with me. You know, I kind of grew up, you know, low income and, and I struggle with a lot of stuff that your boys struggle with. And I love Jordans. He's like, so my company's doing well. I would love to be able to buy the next set of Jordans for your group, you know. And I was, I was really blown away. It actually gives me chills right now just talking about it because to see someone else understand the impact and understand the importance of why we do the shoes is really cool to me because I went and spoke at a, uh, at a rotary club. It doesn't matter which one and happened to be the same rotary rotary club where believe it or not, one of the guys told me we don't have kids like that in Mansfield, which really blew me away because we 100% do have the kids we work with are all in Mansfield. But I guess sometimes if you just don't see it, it's easy to just say, Hey, I don't see them. So it's not there. But anyways, um, the guy didn't understand why we bought shoes for the kids. He said, do the kids not have shoes? And it's not, that's not the problem at all. It's the confidence that a pair of Jordans instills in these boys is something that, that you need to be successful. Not saying that it has to come from shoes, but when you work hard for something and then you receive the incentive that gives you that much confidence, I'm trying to instill in these boys that working hard correlates to being successful. So that's kind of where why we do the shoes. Yes, it's expensive, and 
you know, yes, maybe there's other things that we could do for these shoes, but I love shoes myself. It's something that I've collected and been into forever. It started from my friend Gus uh, growing up. He was always into shoes, and I just wanted, I loved the way he had all the different Jordans and different Kobe's. So it, I, he was my first influence on shoes, but it's something I've just collected and worn ever since I was a kid. So I understand why these boys love these shoes. So shout out to Elyon Fire and Safety for, uh, for December's shoes for the boys. That's going to be really cool. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to go into about the uh, mentorship program is sponsorship, y'all. Like, we need sponsorship. I know that um, it's hard for me to ask for money because sometimes I feel like I'm asking for myself, but it has nothing to do with me or what money I need. Um, my wife and I have been, we have a lot of help now, but for the first, you know, six months, we were self-supported. My wife and I were taking money out of our own savings account to be able to run this program. Then some people have come along, you know, I have family members that have come along in different local businesses in the community that have come along to help. But our our reach is definitely dependent on our resources, okay? So if if you feel that you have a, you know any th- way to help and anything matters, it's not like anything is too small or too big, if you could go to secondchancementors.com, scroll down to the bottom, you'll see a donate tab. And uh, again, that would be a huge help. Don't feel obligated, you know, don't feel obligated. But um, also, our bank accounts at Second Chance Mentors are an open book. If you are interested in donating, but we're like, man, I want to make sure that that they're using the money for what I think they are, I am willing to send anybody who sends an email and requests our bank accounts, I'll send you our open bank accounts because it's that important, especially with my felony and being in trouble in the past. I want to make sure that anybody who, you know, is any sort of skepti- skepticism, skepticism, any sort of skepticism about... Um, our program that we are an open book and I would love to show you what we do with our money. And I think that's it as far as the mentorship program for today. But now I have a different part of the show that I want to do. And this stems from the other day I was scrolling through social media and I saw just a whole bunch, literally ad after ad of garbage nutrition advice, like garbage advice on what people should do if they're feeling like they need to get back in shape because they were all ads Like, anyways, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. But let me start this out by saying, I heard a quote back in the day, and I I think it correlates to life in general, and I think it's really awesome. And it it was Deion Sanders saying, if you look good, you feel good, and if you feel good, you play good, right? I think that correlates to life, okay? If you feel good about how you look and what you're doing, it instills a confidence in you that then makes you better at everything else that you do. If we're sitting around, you know, not eating right and gaining weight and feeling unhappy and depressed, it's going to affect every single thing that we do. Okay. So confidence, it's about confidence. It's all about confidence. Uh, One of the things that I feel like my mission in life is to help other people build confidence, whether it's the gym. I love when I see a woman come in there and start working out, getting back in shape. She starts walking different. She starts holding her head higher. Like I love that. Like that is my why is to build confidence in people even the boys in the mentorship program, I love to see them build confidence. I love to see them start thinking that they do have potential to do whatever they want to do and stop falling for what the media tells them about people trying to hold them down when that's just not true. I love seeing, I just love seeing people build confidence. So that's kind of one of the reasons I think that this nutrition talk that I want to go into real quick, I just wrote down 10 easy, very easy tips um, that I think can absolutely help getting a person's confidence and how they feel. And it's not just how you look as far as, you know, your weight. It's also um, energy levels. And there's so many different things that come 
into uh, that become a part of what you're eating and how you're eating and how you feel about yourself, right? So the first tip, I have 10 tips, okay? And again, they're not in any like perfect order. So just things that I wrote down that I wish that uh, people will fully understand so they stop getting tricked. But that's the first one is be careful where you're getting any of your information. Uh, Social media influencers, um, some of it's great. Really look at the credibility of the people. Some of it is good information, but some of them are just trying to push you, uh, like sell you something. So you're like, oh, that makes sense. Or they try to make something sound easy. If something sounds like it's super easy and you're going to get in shape super fast, it's definitely bullcrap, okay? Because getting back in shape and you didn't gain weight or get out of shape fast, right? So you're not going to get back in shape super fast. Like it's a discipline thing, right? So just be careful of what, where you're getting your information on social media because most of those people are trying to sell you a product, okay? So just remember that as you're scrolling and you see stuff that works. The second one, which is I'm going to have to kind of be a little bit harsh on this one, but it's because I love you. Remember that. But you have to learn how to start listening to your thoughts and ditching those old excuses that we have stuck in our head about eating or working out or getting in shape. Because what we've done now is we've, we have these excuses that we make um, like, oh, I just can't because I'm too busy to eat right. Like, what? Or I'm too tired to eat right. Or I'm, I can't afford to eat right. Or, and these things, or I just, my kids just won't eat that. They only eat macaroni and cheese and chicken tenders. Like, no, you're the parent. You choose what they eat. Like when I grew up, my dad, I my dad would make us, my dad would feed, you know, feed us pretty healthy, but there's plenty of times where I could not get up from the table until I ate my vegetables. Like I adamantly remember that nowadays. I don't think that people even want to go into that type of conversation with their kids. So I just, this sounds kind of harsh, but I really want you to think about what we allow our kids to do when it comes to nutrition also, because we are setting our kids up for the future of their life, right? And as hard as it is to say, you know, if you know what it feels like to be out of shape and uncomfortable, do you want your kids to feel that same way as they get older? No, stop the generational curses. Stop saying that we have to have dessert after every meal. Stop saying it's okay to eat ice cream every day. Stop giving them that trash food that's eventually going to make their life harder because being overweight is hard. It is. Being out of shape is hard. Being unhealthy is hard. It's not easy to go through life like that, okay? So just think of that as far as parenting. But these old excuses that we have stuck in our head that um, I have to have my sweets or I have to have my sweet tea or I have a headache or I have to... I just hear so many excuses of people just lock into these lies that they tell themselves to where that they can't figure out how to do right. I feel like when, when I'm going through these next 10 things, well, eight left, Don't think of it as each one I say, don't come from the mindset of, oh, that won't work for me because change it to, okay, how can I make that work? I don't know if that makes sense, but because everything, single thing I tell you right now, you can definitely be like, oh, I'm not good at math. I can't figure out how many calories I need. That would be an easy thing. Or you can say, okay, let me get out a calculator times my goal weight times 10. You know what I mean? Like super simple math, but try to find ways to take the stuff that I'm going to tell you and figure out how you can do it, not how you can't, okay? So the most important thing, period, when it comes to, I'm just going to call it losing fat or losing weight or whatever you want to call it. I hate talking about losing weight, but let's just talk about losing fat, is being in a calorie deficit, okay? 
I don't care what type of meal plan you do, whether it's keto, whether it's Adkins, whether it's carnivore, whether it's low carb, whether it's high carb, whether it's high protein, no matter what you do, if you're trying to get smaller, you have to be in a deficit. It's simple math. You have to eat less food than you expend energy. Okay. It's like a bank account. If you want to, if you want to decrease your bank account, right, you spend more money out of it than you put in or vice versa. We would really be trying to grow our bank account, but you need to put more money into your bank account than you pull out. It's all simple math. So you have to make sure that in a day that you're eating less calories than your body burns. Now, I'm going to give you a, this is what I really recommend you do is do like an in-body scan or some sort of, um, some sort of health screening with like, we have a machine at our gym, but some sort of medical device that'll tell you what your basal metallic rate is because each person is different, like depending on how much muscle you have and stuff. But I think a, a good general idea to get there is to take your body weight and times it by somewhere between 10 and 12. It's going to be somewhere in there. I, let's just say if you weigh 200 pounds and you times it by 12, you're looking at like 2,400 calories would be how many is just an estimate of how many body, how many calories your body burns in a day. Okay. So that's called your basal metallic rate. And then we need to make sure that we're eating less calories than that every day. It's that simple. If you just care about losing weight, it's that simple. So remember that we need to be in a caloric deficit. Okay. A good way to do that is to track your food, to get a MyFitnessPal or some sort of app and put every single thing that you eat into that app every day for a while until you get to the hang of it. And then you'll kind of, you'll be able to tell, oh, am I in a caloric deficit or am I overeating? Okay, so that's just a simple way. I don't want to go too far into that, but I think that's enough information for right now. Now, the next thing that I hear all the time, pretty much every woman that I deal with, I mean, I'd say 80%. Deal with, okay, so on Monday, this I'm just giving you the example of like what they would say. So on Monday, I'm going to get my life together. I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to start working out. So Monday rolls around. In the morning when they normally, they skip breakfast because like, oh, I feel good. I'm not going to eat breakfast. Get to lunch, eat like an apple, come a snack, you know, have like some nuts, come to dinner, have like a, some tilapia and some asparagus, and then comes 8, 9 o'clock at night, and they're so freaking hungry that they just raid the kitchen and, the, and they're eating cookies and chips and everything. And now, although all day long they were trying to do so good, it comes nighttime. And because they starve themselves all day long, their body finally says, no, enough of this. I'm so hungry. Rawr. Right. And you might be laughing right now because you know what I mean. So what you need to do is eat healthy meals throughout the day so that you've eaten enough food throughout the day that when it comes nighttime, you're not starving because you've actually eaten enough food. Hopefully that makes sense, okay? Because um, the reason people are so hungry at nighttime is because they've starved themselves throughout the day thinking that they're, I'm barely eating. I don't know why I'm lo- not losing weight. You're not losing weight because at night you ate two 2,000 calories of chips and cookies and peanut butter because you didn't eat throughout the day, so your body just went into starve mode, like you were just so hungry, okay? So I definitely recommend getting some food in your system, more breakfast, lunch, dinner, so that when you come down to nighttime, you're not starving at the worst possible time to eat right before you go to sleep, okay? Because you want to try to, if you eat breakfast, you can burn it off. But if you wait and don't eat anything and then eat right before you go to sleep, you're going to sleep with all that in your stomach, okay? So that was my next one. Don't starve yourself. Starving yourself does not work because then you get so hungry or it's not sustainable. Okay, next, next one is Eat your goal weight, a realistic goal weight, okay? So let's say 
uh, if you weigh 300 pounds and your goal weight is to weigh 225, right? Then you need to eat 225 grams of protein every day. Now, there's a bunch of reasons why for that. For one, it's going to keep you full, okay? If you focus on primarily protein being the most important part of everything you eat with every meal, you're not going to be as hungry because protein keeps you full. Protein makes you to where you're not starving. Um, It also will keep you from losing muscle in your weight loss journey. So you'll maintain your muscle because you're eating enough protein. So therefore, you won't just get saggy skin, right? Um, You might have a little bit of skin. I do. My lower stomach, I have a little bit of stretch marks from when I was almost 300 pounds. I was like 286 pounds was the most I ever measured at. Now I'm 200. So I have a little bit of like stretch marks in my lower stomach, but it could have been a lot worse if I would have lost all my muscle. So focusing on getting the adequate amount of protein every day, I I like to say your goal weight. So if you want to weigh 150, you need to eat 150 grams of protein every day. What that's going to do is keep you from being starving. It's also going to keep you from losing muscle so that you keep your frame. Have you ever seen someone that just basically starve themselves to lose like 50 or 100 pounds and just look like a melting plastic bag? It sounds so mean. I don't mean for that to sound mean, but just looked like everything was just sagging off of them because they didn't eat enough protein and lost muscle. And they probably still have a lot of the fat. That's why everything is saggy, but they lost all their muscle. So everything just dropped. So even though it's going to make it slower, slow weight loss is better weight loss. Okay. You do not want to actually lose more than two pounds of of weight or two pounds of fat in a week. That's really the most you want to lose in a healthy manner. Okay. So keep that in mind. Don't set goals of, I want to lose 10 pounds a week. If you're losing 10 pounds a week, you're not going to like the way you look at the end of it. Okay. Um, one more thing when it comes to the protein is you need to spread that out throughout your whole day. You can't eat like 200 grams of protein in one sitting. Your body's only going to absorb like 30 to 40 grams and you're just going to pee out the rest. So you have to split this up, breakfast, shake, lunch, shake, dinner, whatever, like find a way to spread out your protein throughout the whole day so that your body can absorb some. And then you, then you eat again, absorb more then you eat it in, absorb more. And then, okay. Cause if you just eat too much at one sitting, you're wasting it. Okay. So we're on to number six. Tip number six, I would say is preparation is key. If you can find time to prepare your meals ahead of time, especially lunches. I, for me, lunches are the hardest because I'm running around, I'm busy. Um, I feel like meal prep is the key to success. So what I recommend you do is each week, change the meal that you prep. So for instance, um, on Sunday, I'll buy a bag of chicken breasts or the, like, the tray of chicken breasts, and I'll grill all of them. And then what I'll do is I'll put them into little meal prep containers with a little bit of either rice or potato and some vegetables put them in meal prep containers, throw them in the fridge. So every day for that week, I have my meal ready. I grab it and I go. And I don't have to wonder what I'm going to do. I don't have to last minute try to decide something that's not healthy. I'm not trying to eat out of a vending machine. I know what I'm going to, it helps with anxiety too. So I know what I'm going to eat. I have it ready. And then if you're the type of person that's like, oh, I can't just eat chicken breast um, every day, or I can't eat the same meal every day. I have a couple tips for you that have really helped me a lot. Okay. The biggest one is G Hughes sugar-free syrup. Shout out to G Hughes. Um, I'll take the sponsorship. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. But so G Hughes, you can get them at Walmart, has tons of different flavors. They have barbecue, they have ketchup, they have honey mustard, they have sweet and sour, they have teriyaki, and they're all sugar-free sauces. So what I'll do is I'll just bring a different flavor of sauce with me each day. So yeah, I'm having chicken, rice, and broccoli, but now my chicken is on barbecue. And then the next day I have chicken with honey mustard. And then the next day I put the sweet and sour and they're all freaking awesome. They taste so good. They're sugar-free. 
So that's a huge help for me. Um, they also have another help is there's a Walden Farms. Walden Farms has a sugar-free syrup. So if you do like oatmeal for breakfast or even if you um, just anything that you feel like you want to have some syrup on, those Walden Farms syrups are good. There's a, I think there's a strawberry, a blueberry, and then there's original. So that's something that can really help those Walden Farms syrups. So just remember that Walden Farms, I normally get them at Sprouts. G Hughes, I normally get them at Walmart and they have all the different options. Sometimes they're split up in sections like barbecue will have the barbecue section. You have to get the teriyaki sometimes in the Asian section. So you might have to look around for them, but they're there. Okay. Tip number seven. We're doing good. We're running through this. Tip number seven is eat whole foods. Okay. Avoid stuff that comes in bags and boxes. They hide a bunch of sugar in them. There's a bunch of preservatives in them. You don't really know how to do your, if you're a type of person that counts your macros, it's really hard if you're eating stuff like crackers that have carbs, fat, and sugar, and you know what I mean? So it's a lot easier to, if you just go with whole foods, um, you know, just types of meat, vegetables, fruits, stuff like that, like actual whole foods, try to stay around the outside of the uh, grocery store. If you think about it, the bags and boxes are near the middle of the grocery store. Try to stay because all that stuff in boxes has all those starches, preservatives, added junks, sugars, and it's just, it's just not healthy for you. Like it might say, they try to deceive you and they're like healthy this and it's not healthy. They just say it's healthy because it has, I can't even think of a reason to make it sound healthy. You want to try to stick with as much whole foods as possible. Tip number eight, this is a big one. Um, this is definitely a big one because it's the difference of some people don't understand that Anyways, let me get to it. Drink, stop drinking your calories. Don't drink your calories, okay? Try to, anything you drink, try to make sure it's zero calorie. Water is obviously the best. Something that I really like is uh, I get all those like sugar-free drink packets and I'll just put those little packets in my water um, for some flavoring, but there's still no sugar in them and they are zero calories. So um, you definitely need to stay away from some, something that people don't realize is how bad Gatorade is for you. A regular Gatorade is literally as much sugar as a soda. Like, people have no idea that. Now, if you're like an athlete in the middle of a basketball game and you need to replenish the sugar and electrolytes at halftime, that's what it's for. But it's not for just your everyday drinking. Now, the, the sugar-free Gatorades, go for it. Those are good. They're fine. They're, it's not a bunch of sugar in them. There's definitely better options. But anything that is zero calorie, is, as far as I'm concerned, is good to go. Um, another weird thing that people don't understand is... When, when you feel bloated for whatever reason, especially women, uh, the way to get rid of bloating is to drink more water. Because what happens is when you're dehydrated, your body holds on to every little bit of water that's in it. It just absorbs it and holds on to it because it's like, when am I going to get more water? So that's why you feel bloated because your body's holding water. So if you will drink extra water and then your body's like, oh, I'm getting more water. I can let that stuff go. You will feel so much less bloated. I know it sounds backwards. But you want to get unbloated, drink more water. Okay, number nine. This is a good one too. Stay off the scale. Stay off the scale. What getting on that scale every day for you does is confuses the crap out of you because you can have a perfect couple days, get back on that scale, and it's a pound up and you are completely discouraged. You've been drinking all your water, eating all your protein. But here, what people don't realize is there's things, water, right? If I drink a gallon of water in one day, I now weigh eight pounds heavier. Am I eight pounds fatter or, or in worse shape? No, not at all. I'm actually better off, but I'm eight pounds heavier because that water weighs. So people 
get too like sidetracked on what the weight says. Now, so what I recommend is doing maybe once a week or every two weeks getting on the scale. Because when you look at bigger increments of time like that, yes, the scale should overall be going down. But if you get on every day, it's going to be up, down, up, down, up, down, which is very discouraging and then causes a woman to feel like she needs to eat less food. And now we're right back in the cycle of not getting enough calories in, okay? So another thing with women is um, your time of the month. Uh, Women will hold a lot of excess water when it comes to that time of the month. So that's another thing that's super discouraging for a woman that could be doing really good, but then all of a sudden the scale's up a pound and now they feel like this is all a failure. They're, it's like, I know so many women that get on the scale every morning, look at that weight and that determines their worth for the day. And that is so sad because your value has nothing to do with what the weight on that scale says. I mean, it might feel like it does, but it does not. Your value has nothing to do with what that weight says. Um, and then I, I'm almost done, y'all. I'm almost done. Thank you for bearing with me. Uh, two more things that I that are just kind of like more of tips, uh, not even necessarily um, nutrition. These are more things that will just definitely help you on your journey of getting back healthy or getting healthier. One is getting adequate sleep, okay? Because when you sleep is when your body heals. And if you don't get enough sleep, then your metabolism is not running um, as efficient as it could. So a lot of times people are staying up late, watching movies, try to try to get to sleep, try to get enough sleep, you know, try to shoot for as close to seven to eight hours as you can. I struggle with that right now. Um, I, I've been trying, I've been getting like five or six, and I've been trying to get more. But you need to make sure that you're resting your body and that your body is getting adequate rest so that your metabolism is energized and going. And then the last one, um, which is why I feel like I lost as much weight as I lost was walking. Yes, I worked out all the time, but every day after dinner, I went for a walk for 45 minutes to an hour. And I really believe I've seen it time and time again, how much walking does for your weight loss and getting healthy. For one, there's no impact on your body. So it's not hurting your body. It's not like you're jumping, doing all these movements on your joints. It's just going for a walk. I want you, if you do this, I want you to walk at a pace where you can still maintain a conversation. A cool thing about walking is you're not going to burn any muscle. Your heart rate is not getting high enough to burn muscle. So you're just burning fat. And again, it's not, you're not putting any like pressure on your body. So like you go, nothing wrong with running, but after about 15 minutes of running, you're going to start tapping into muscle stores because your heart rate is so high. And then also it's like, it's hard to run on your knees and your lower back, especially if you're a type of person who's overweight and is trying to, you know, use all this advice to, to lose some weight. I don't think that running is the best thing for you. I think an hour long of running is way better than, I mean, I'm sorry, let me fix that. An hour long of walking is way better than 20, 30 minutes, 45 minutes of running. I, I just, I'm a firm believer in that I've seen it time and time again. And the, uh, the like clearness that I get in my thinking when I'm going for the walks, it's really like, it's good for me. So I really, I've been doing it. I'm five days left on 75 hard. I do. I have five days left on 75 hard. And for my second workout every day, you have to do two, one indoor, one outdoor. I've just been walking for the past 75 days every day for 45 minutes outside. And I feel incredible. Like, I, I swear, I, something that I swear by, I don't have any sort of like thing to document that or to prove it, but I, just try it and just see, especially after you eat, because it helps you digest your food. It helps you feel better. And I really think that it help you sleep. And I really think that it's a, it's a benefit. So... Hopefully I didn't just waste your time with that, you guys. And I know that there's a couple times I was kind of harsh on, especially with the excuses, but you have to learn how to get rid of those excuses. If you look for how everything won't work for you, then everything won't work for you. 
It's, it's really that simple. You need to change that mindset to be like, how can I make this work? How can I do this? Or, and again, perfection is not attainable. It's not in this. You're going to mess up. You don't have to wait until next Monday to start again. If you mess up right after you're done eating that, you know what? I'm right back on track. Boom. Let's go. And a lot of times what we do is we tell ourselves, oh, I'm going to start next Monday. Only reason we do that is we're just making ourselves feel better for the next three, four, however many days until Monday of eating like crap. It's now we don't have to feel as bad because we're starting on Monday. So really it's a load of bull crap. But anyways, I love you guys. Um, I'm going to do something for you guys because this is how much I care about you is if any one of you want to email me forgiven AF podcast at gmail.com and send me your like kind of your give me a quick who you are your goals that you want to accomplish as far as nutrition and stuff and your weight give me like your height and weight give me some basic information and I will send you for free the meal plans that we use at the gym um, and then if you have any questions back I'll respond back to you I really want to like interact with you guys on that and I know how important this is to helping someone build confidence of get is getting this nutrition part under control. So I would love to help you with that. Um, I am busy, but I do have enough time to, to respond and get you that meal plan. So forgiven AF podcast at gmail.com. And really that's it. Thank you guys for just listening to me ramble. I want you to remember that you're loved and you're forgiven and there's nothing you can do about it. And thank you guys for joining me. Love y'all.